Round one, go. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. It is Saturday and it is time for your favorite radio broadcast of Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And it's still Marty McClendon. I have not changed my name yet. <laughs> Welcome to the Doug and Marty versus the world. We appreciate you all across the ACN network. Right, Doug? And We're still yeah, smiling and fighting, right? Exactly. And we do not... I repeat, do not require a mask to listen to the program at all and do not even encourage it. Uh, we ask you to listen mask-free and un, uh, in unrelated news, uh, you know, we don't really like masks at all. So <laughs> we don't uh, out on the side approve of ear, ear, ear uh, plug either, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about earplugs. Uh, probably be okay in your case. Oh, well, uh, you have to listen go, to right? me, brother. Well, so, there we go. But, you know, it's, it's interesting, too, because it, how quickly, and we won't get too deep in the weeds here today on mass, but we've been dealing with this since March. Um, but we have the Biden, the Democrat nominee for, presumptive nominee for president, and his running mate are calling for a three-month national mask mandate. And I, I said, well, hold on now. The, the logic is out the window. If you think about this, are you kidding me? No one's going to vote for the fact that, oh, yeah, we're going to start the new year off with a three-month mask mandate. No, thanks. Uh, as, as bad as it is, people can't breathe in it. There's more issues with uh, health problems. You know, I get it if you want to be, if you are uh, personally October, conscious. See, September, fine. October, November. Yeah, uh -huh. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Makes perfect sense to me. Three Three months of lockdowns, three months of continued fear, three months of uh, torpedoing the greatest economy that America's ever seen. Exactly and then we can right. stop, right? Isn't uh -huh. that kind of the thing that, that, you know, have you seen the, you know, hey, Google, when is the, you know, shutdown going to end? Shutdown will end November 4th, 2020, mm -hmm. the election, uh, that type of thing. And so that, that prophecy is attempting to be fulfilled uh, but I still will not comply. <laughs> right. You're not shitting in, me? in many ways. I know many, some of our listeners probably wear it. That's fine. My, my middle daughter likes to wear a mask. She's very conscientious of her being around people. And it's not really about her safety. It's more about how she feels. We don't in general, we're being smart by washing our hands and so forth. Um, but it feels to me like, even though it's overtly covering your face, it's like silencing speech, but we've seen that in a political arena We've seen that in legislation. We've seen that in the cancel culture where we're going to shut you up if you disagree. Now it's even like a physical manifestation over your mouth. We're shutting you up. We're silencing those that would come against us. I think that has a much deeper spiritual, political, uh, social context. We're talking about social distancing, not physical distancing. You know, we are built to be in relationship with one another. And um, this is a, uh, I think it will have long-term effects, not just the mass, not just the economy, which we know. I just read before we came on the show, uh, over 100,000, 100,000 small businesses have permanently shuttered through this COVID thing. And over 2 million are at risk of closing the longer we push, open this up or keep this going. And, and yeah, small business is our largest employer in America mm -hmm. by a long shot. Of jobs, yeah. Yeah. It is a, uh, you know, so this is devastation. This isn't just, hey, okay, it's only a mask. Oh, it's only, it's only a vaccine. Oh, it's only, no, it's not only. These are people's lives. 
We see domestic violence going up. We see uh, suicides going up. We see families struggling as well. Because when you separate, you don't have that human bond. When you uh, isolate and when you uh, walk in fear, it makes you sick. You know, if we're really trying to care about people's health, give them guidelines, but allow them to engage, to build up their immune system, to be smart. Uh, you know, I said, I won't go too deep in this, but um, you're starting to see churches now in California, in Minnesota, in New York, even places there's like in Minnesota, the churches there are suing the governor for overreach. I know we tried it in this state as well, but there's, there's a, a, okay, we're done. We understand this. There's a boldness rising up now in parts of the church across this nation. And you and I have been calling for this for months now, and we're starting to see it. We've seen it with you with the street church. We've seen it uh, in Chaz Chop last week when they had a worship service down there and baptisms and healings. We're seeing it down in California with, uh, uh, I forgot his name, but the pastor down there that's pretty well known, right? Um, Jack Hayford. Uh, not Jack, um, Jack too, but no, it's one of the, uh, the other guys that's big down there. I, I forgot. Anyway, though our listeners will know uh, MacArthur, John MacArthur, John MacArthur, MacArthur. Um, church out that's, there. Has, I get said, no, we're going to open up, stay open. And so um, we're starting to see a lot of saying, where, what is the truth? We understand we don't operate in fear. We operate in strength and boldness. We operate with, by guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, we understand it is unhealthy for us to be by ourselves. You know, didn't they, didn't scripture say it is unhealthy for man to be alone, right? Well, you do know, not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. It's not yeah. good for man to be alone. Um, you know, we're created for fellowship with God, fellowship with each other. We're supposed to love the Lord our God uh, with all our heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself. Um, Bible also says, "Lay hands on the sick, and they will and recover." That's um, correct. If, the, if there's a sick person, the elders of the church are supposed to go to the person, not avoid the person. Not do a Zoom uh, with them. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's anoint via Zoom. We'll we'll uh, FedEx you some oil. You can, uh, you know, anoint, and we'll get on Zoom. And the the you know the prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Um, I mean, are we going to believe the Bible or not? Right. Correct. What are we? What are we? What are we doing as a as a body? And so I am. Uh, occasionally will don a mask in order to be able to gain access to a business that I want to get into, but I, mm-hmm. I feel bad doing it. And mm-hmm. um, so one of somebody saw me the other day and I had it on and they're like, they're like, I never thought I'd see you wearing a mask or whatever. And I'm like, um, yeah, well I needed to get some for my motorcycle or whatever. Right. So um, the, the, scamdemic as I call it, the shamdemic is has gone on long enough. We we kind of had you know we had fourteen hundred uh, supposedly fourteen hundred deaths statewide about the end of April first of May. Okay. We now have seventeen hundred. They don't tell you that it's like three a day or two a day. Yesterday, uh, as we're recording this broadcast, three three deaths, and we don't even know if they were directly a result of COVID or they just had COVID when they died because that's what they're saying. Right. Right. And of course, they've every COVID, they had test, COVID at some point in time. Right. And every COVID they, test is coming back positive. Right. So again, and, we're, you know, we are being duped. It's, 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 you know, so, you know, I've got a tinfoil hat. I know I should be wearing it. Um, but I do feel uh, like this thing's blown out of proportions. Obviously, you know, we, we are not descended from fearful men. Right. 
You know, this is the land of the free, the home of the brave. And uh, are we really afraid? You know, for a Christian, dying is a promotion, correct? So, right. um, you know, what do we, are, are we, are we so controlled by the fear of death? You know, that's what the Bible says. The fear of death can, is, a, is how you are controlled. So when you're, you're right, and so when we're absent of the body, we're present with the Lord. So if you know the Lord, obviously it shouldn't have any fear of death. It's like the rack shack and mini in the fire. And so for all of us, bless you. Um, this is a serious test. Okay? Are we right with God? Are we this, you know, in line with, I, I got lots of requests this week. There was a, on Thursday, the announcement was the peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Um, what's funny about it, obviously, um, we talked a little bit off the air about this as well, but the questions I got from people that are, you know, are looking, maybe not quite Christians, or maybe they don't know yet, like, isn't there something in the Bible about end times and a peace treaty? And, and I go, well, you know, uh, yes, there is, but it's, you know, Revelation doesn't say about UAE and their friends and they're both allies of America and stuff. But it is always a great time to get right with God. It's always a great time to draw closer to God and ask him, right? Get in your word, you know, spend time. Um, so people in this uncertain times, I think that's why we're seeing revival pop up. That's why we're seeing people that are so hungry for truth. Um, so in, on this chop chasting lot this week where they were out there and uh, worshiping, they had Satanists out there. They had anti-God people, people that were agnostics yelling and screaming at them and calling them all kind of foul names. And there's an, uh, oh, we saw our good friend, Tim Taylor posted an article about the fact that these people got even louder. They praised Jesus even more. Isn't that where we're supposed to be brother? Isn't that where we're supposed to be? Yeah, it's and, like, yeah. um, and s some other posted uh, that they'd heard uh, Antifa saying as they were walking away, these must be real Christians because they weren't scared at all. Mm -hmm. And right. you know, that's what, you know, like you said, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel in the lion's den, et cetera. We've got to recover uh, that, that holy boldness, that Christian boldness that's required to serve the Lord. You know, that's uh, Peter and John before the Sanhedrin, right? That's, that's right. Um, you know, being able to, to live uh, our, our faith and, you know, if you're a make believer or a kind of a believer or a, you know, a ripcord Christian, right. I, just in mm -hmm. case God doesn't come through, I've got this mask or I've got this thing. Um, you know, one of my friends that's a, a vendor for my company was telling me about her, her daughter who is in early twenties and she wore the t-shirt that says we are not descended from fearful men. And she was at the store and uh, she refuses to wear a mask. And she was, there were several people behind her that, uh, had masks on, she turned around, was getting some produce or whatever into her basket, turned back around, and they had all taken their masks off. They'd obviously read her t-shirt. That's and, awesome. Uh, it, so we have, you know, people do not follow or reward cowardice. That's why giving into this BLM thing, this mm -hmm. Antifa thing, this defund the police thing, isn't going to help them. All that does is make them want more want, you know, give them an inch, they take a mile thing. Right. Right. And, right. Um, and this idea that this, you know, supposed pandemic, that's not even pandemic status with the CDC anymore. And we need to keep things closed. Um, I'm hoping brother that it backfires, 
you know, yes. but, but we do see a lot of people, like you said, your middle daughter, I have daughters and people in my family too, that wear masks and are freaking out that I'm going to get it and die. And I'm like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not going to get it. I think I maybe already had it and I'm not going to die from it. And, uh, and I'm going to walk in boldness and I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm not going to be, Indeed. you know, we've been, we've been talking about this all year. These are yep. days of courage where courage is required. I got a refrain for you as we go to the break here. It says onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Think about that, right? Uh, it's, it's, we're called to be these soldiers of Christ. I mean, it's, it, that's a, a war mentality. People don't like that, but it's time to step up, to have boldness, to take ground, to be on the offensive, not to be offensive, but to be on the offensive. Right. We're not, we're not looking to offend. We are looking to have an offense and to move forward and to take ground as believers in the political realm in our churches, in our schools, everywhere we go, it's time to fight or we're gonna lose America. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Hi, this is Doug Bassler, candidate for US Congress in Washington's 9th Congressional District. We're facing some of the biggest challenges of our lifetime and possibly in our nation's history. It's more important now than ever that we all stand up for our Christian values and heritage. Our values have created freedom and liberty previously unseen in the world. And now what used to be fringe elements are becoming mainstream and are threatening our religious freedoms. I'm committed to fight for our First Amendment rights, really for all of our God-given rights, and to represent us faithfully in Washington, D.C., and I can use your help. Would you consider going to my website, dougbassler.com, and making a financial donation of any size? It will be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you in advance for all you do. I'm Doug Bassler, and I approve this message. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters pamphlet statements, fundraising and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. All right, it's round two of your favorite Saturday show. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. Actually, we're all fighting to uh, make sure there's some sanity in this world, if you think, ask me anyway. So. And I did, I, maybe it was a little presumptuous uh, saying that it was your favorite Saturday show. It might not be your favorite Saturday show. It might be, you know, something else, but, uh, you know, at least you're listening. So thank you for Doing that, I'm not trying to be presumptuous. So, um, I had some interesting results uh, from the primary. We have a we have a, a clear winner in the governor's race, Mr. Lauren Culp, uh, police chief mm -hmm. of uh, former police chief, I believe, city of Republic. Uh, I think he's current uh, now. Police chief. Uh, I think he small... stepped down or something. I heard something to that effect. I mean, to run for you. Know, tough. To it's run hard for to run for governor when you're working. I get it. Um, 
many people took time off. So probably. Well, and there may have been a little conflict, like, you know, maybe he was running on business hours and stuff, you know, newbie mistakes. So there's some possibility of that going on as well. So we got to be careful about that stuff. Um, you know, career politicians, they, they know all the rules and when they break them, they do it very discreetly in a way that benefits them and their donors. Um, <laughs> people that are kind of non-career politicians, they just make boneheaded mistakes. And of course they get crucified because they're challenging the party elite and that is not to be done there too. You're supposed to shut up and obey. But what do you think about Mr. Culp? I, I have to admit it was an impressive showing an impressive ground game. Uh, he has a strong support uh, throughout Eastern Washington, central Washington, and even over here on the West side. What's your, mm-hmm. uh, what's your take on Mr. Culp? You like him? I, I do. We, we did that event with him over there in Yakima and really enjoyed it. We have a lot of friends, obviously, that are big, huge Culp supporters. And it's interesting, too, because during the primary, we saw the momentum building. We saw a small town police chief over there in Republic, Washington, of a thousand people, very similar to Grand Coulee, like where I grew up. Uh, start building this sort of Second Amendment crowd, start building a conservative constitutional crowd. We saw him improve day by day. Every time he did something, he got better at it, which is fantastic. And you want to see, you start seeing enthusiasm in the Ocean Shores area, in the Squim area, in the um, uh, Lacey area, in the Tri-Cities area. Like, okay, all right. You know, and you never know, right? How are these things going to take effect? And yet the authenticity, and I, I love Glenn Morgan's take on this. He did a, a special on what did, we have to learn from what Lauren Culp and his team did well. And I love the idea that, you know, they got out early. I love the idea that they were well-branded. They did a lot of time, on, especially during COVID, of access to three, um, like, online sort of meet and greets every week. But then these, these surge things were not just political rallies. They were concerts. They made them fun. They made them an event to go to. And when nothing else is happening, you have these events all the time where people from local, local communities could engage and come together. I think that was brilliant. I don't know if that was his campaign manager or him or somebody, but you think about it, you see it, you're aware of it, but um, the idea that this actually carried stuff. And, and would this work in a quote-unquote normal election cycle? Who knows? But it's never been done before that I know of. And the idea that he started off with no money, like most of us do, and he started selling signs. People actually paid to put his signs in their yard. That's not been done either right? It's always this big expense to buy signs and media and whatever, and then give them away and hope people will put them in the yard. Please, please, please uh, advertise for me. And he's like, nope, um, I need your help. Buy my sign. It will help us give us more. And they did 9,000 signs in the primary brother, 9,000. It's huge. And um, his, you know, the thing that I was concerned, I know I've been to several events uh, as uh you were where you you saw large crowds very very mm-hmm. superstar they had a great presentation i think their i think their messaging is good uh they're, they're definitely reaching out to you know that that second amendment base because of what the, you know the actions that he took during mm-hmm. the um uh 1639 uh implementation where he said we're going to have a basically a sanctuary city for you know people that believe in the second amendment <laughs> and that type of thing um, you know, I have, have, um, I just think there's a, I just think there's a ton of, um, of, uh, momentum behind the guy mm-hmm. and, 
And I'm really hoping that we can all get behind him. And, uh, you know, the polls have Jay Inslee, you know, way out. And I'm sorry, I'm supposed to spit when I say that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, I think people are done with lockdowns. I think people are done with um, uh, riots and defunding the police and stuff. And it's kind of interesting that in the midst of defund the police, the Republican nominee for governor in Washington state is a police person. You know, a police I officer. think it's when you think about how, man, I'm not saying I, I like, like, just like Trump, a lot of people will say, look, I think we've God's given us a reprieve with Trump, at the national level. I believe that. And yet people, the devout Christians oftentimes like, well, how can you say that about Trump? I mean, God can use anybody. He can use a donkey. He can use Doug and me. The point is, is if God chooses to use a person like Cyrus to bring a nation back, then, Praise God. So in this case, it's interesting to see how this sheriff, like you're not sheriff, but a, a police chief, like you said, uh, in, in spite of this defund the police movement, right? And then you see that how things have come together where people are, where Inslee's less than 50% uh, statewide, for, you know, a three-term incumbent, right? Or third term, trying to run for third term. Um, you have all these things kind of coalescing. The fact that um, Lauren Colt was not the first police chief or sheriff to stand up against Ainsley, but the rest of them didn't get the notoriety as well. And so it was like timing as well, because you had Sheriff Songer, Sheriff Morningstar, um, both were um, vocal about not enforcing um, the shutdown and the enforcement of the Second Amendment, right? The 1639. And yet Lauren Cole uh, got a book out of it. Uh, his brother-in-law is Ted Nugent, which, which, you know, certainly helps if you ask me. Uh, but maybe some of that uh, star appeal or whatever. I think there's a lot of things where they, and whether you're a Christian or not, but the stars aligning where God's orchestrated things beforehand um, for a time like this. I mean, I understand that the primary had a record turnout, which is good, um, and which they had a little bit more or a little bit fewer Republicans in my race. Um, but the idea of it, and once again, I wouldn't have been where I am now if it wasn't for that too. So I think God is moving on people that are willing to step out and fight. And right now, people that have never, ever been involved in politics, never cared about politics are saying, what can I do? My kids are in danger. This, this pedophile ring, this sex trafficking, this shutdown, my business is going under, the mask wearing, the not being in schools, on and on and on again. They go, I did not understand how much power this government has, and we need to take it back. So I think there's this um, I haven't seen a wave yet, brother, but um, there are uh, people that are waking up. They're getting, they're frustrated, but they're also getting activated. And so for that matter, I'm praising God and saying, yes, Lord, activate your people, activate the church, activate your moms and pops that are demanding that we can clean up things, that, that we fight for families, that we restore fathers to homes, that we protect innocent children from the sex trafficking trade and not indoctrinate them through um, comprehensive sex in schools. So there needs to be a toll taken uh, through the ballot box this election cycle. And we have less than what, 85 days left to make this happen. So re-elect Trump and uh, vote in, you know, the, the entire Republican ticket. Uh, as a uh, as a uh, referendum, so to speak. Yeah. On what well, we on, right? we've got to every Christian. You got to vote. You know, we got to get involved. We got to we got to do this. So, uh, so we uh, Doug and Marty do support uh, Lauren Culp. We are endorsing mm -hmm. him, and uh, we want to see him uh, do well in the gen general election. Uh, let's move down to the lieutenant governor's race. Uh, how did that go, brother? 
Um, it's interesting. Weren't you, you in that all. race? It seems like you were in that race. I, I guess and I thought we were going to win this as well. So, but first of all, a big shout out to all of Eastern Washington, except for, I believe it was Columbia County. I won. I was a top vote getter in every Eastern Washington County, except for Columbia. And it was very close in that County as well. Um, unfortunately, um, one of the candidates that jumped in Republican, um, beat me in Pierce and Thurston, which, uh, you know, was the difference between 2016 and 2020. There were four then, and there were five this time, and I came in uh, fourth place, so out of 11. So it's close between fourth and third, but the bottom line, we have two Democrats in the lieutenant governor race. Also the same thing over in the 10th congressional over in the Thurston-Pierce County area, the same area we're just talking about, where I live, um, two Democrats got through there as well because there was, I think there were 15 Republicans running for that position. So uh, obviously you divide things by 15 or you divide them by five, the percentages aren't very high. So, but thank you all for voting for me. Um, I am now, because there's two Democrats running in the 10th, running for Congress as a write-in. And the state party is trying to figure things out to get a write-in candidate for the Lieutenant Governor. And RCW, the Washington State Law, does not allow a candidate who ran for Lieutenant Governor in the primary to run as a write-in for that same position. So it has to be somebody else that ran for a different they office. They call it a sore loser law. Sore loser law. Can't yeah. be a sore loser so, and try to be a spoiler. Exactly right. So uh, at this moment, the only one that has declared is Joshua Freed. Joshua Freed obviously was the second place uh, runner-up in the governor's race. Um, and I've been telling everybody, first of all, I, Josh is a friend and I support him. I support him now in this race. Um, but Lieutenant Governor is not the constellation prize. Lieutenant Governor is run separately, is unique and is very powerful. And actually, he, I believe he has a great skill set um, for that role. Not only can he unite the party by working with Thorne Culp and the rest of the team, but he has a skill set of the former mayor, running meetings, actually um, passing legislation, working with those things. I think it's a perfect place for him right now, and it sets him up to be the successor to Lauren Culp. So um, hopefully that is all in aligning. I know a lot of uh, disgruntled factions, but it's time to come together. It's time to win. Uh, our basic member, the whole saying, the enemy, my enemy is my friend. Right now, our, our concerted enemy is those that want to destroy our kids, destroy our values, destroy our families. And I'm talking about the, the political left right now with Inslee, Ferguson, and those. They've got to be defeated. And now is the time to do it. And we have a great team with a great skill set. If we can back up on our emotions, we'll see how wonderful it is to have those two. And then all the rest of them, Matt Larkin and Chris Leba and um, Kim Wyman and Dwayne Davison for our statewide candidates. We could do a sweet brother. It could be great. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, uh, we're going to talk more about this upcoming general election and uh, other news items as well. This is Doug Bassler and Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. We'll be right back. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. 
Hey, everybody, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World. Heard all across the state on the ACN Network. Marty, I heard that, uh, what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make? If Christians vote. Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation. When we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to the void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. Smart business people know that nothing sells like video. And EasyVideoProduction.com is your best choice for high quality video production done right. You'll love EasyVideoProduction.com's professionalism, creativity, and skill for your corporate video, product video, TV commercial, and more. When you need video for Facebook, YouTube, websites, or TV, EasyVideoProduction.com is the one to call. EasyVideoProduction.com, your video done right. All right, three bells and all is well. It's round three. I'm as happy as can be. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, I'm happy. I'm not sure as happy as can be, but I have no idea what that limit is. But I'm full of joy because I am blessed to have my friend on the radio with me, our listeners here, our great family, and we are in the fight. It is a blessing to be able to be in the fight, to have hope, to know that we have an opportunity to, to fix things, to save the future, to actually fight for our kids. And so there's some joy in that. And, you know, um, Doug, I saw yesterday that Donald Trump and his team put out a tweet and there was attached six-page document on all the accomplishments over the last three and a half years from the Trump administration. It is impressive, very impressive. Um, but before I get to any of those, I know you have some comments on this as well. Um, just on Wednesday, when Trump did the executive order, he was talking about the payroll tax holiday and that when he gets reelected, he'll make that permanent. You know what that means? Do you have any, any the estimates are an average of $5,000 for the average family across America, uh, uh, additional income. It basically, it's not taken out of your paycheck. It comes to you. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You know, it's over $400 a month extra. That's permanent. Um, that's cool. What do you think about that? So, um, does that just mean you got to pay your taxes at the end of the year? Because if they don't do, they take it out. I mean, how does that actually work? Well, payroll tax is different. If the tax is taken out of your paycheck, the employer takes part in it, you take part in it as well. And uh, it doesn't go towards Social Security because uh, Social Security is separate and, that, and he's promised that's not being taken care of. This is just an additional tax that's passed on to you as an employee. Uh, it's not your income. Of course, you would be making more money. So I suppose you would pay more taxes when all said and done uh, unless you have deductions. But the point here is you get to keep more of your money. Many years ago, um, I, I've been beat up on this too. There was the idea of the fair tax that you would remove all death tax, capital gains tax, income tax, and whatever, and just have a basic sales tax. So it's actually, so you can see every, every tax would be open and honest. So people would say, oh, how much am I paying? 
you know, versus being hidden behind the scenes. And the number one thing they were talking about was a payroll tax really is a hidden, in, hidden income tax that we're not aware of. And so if we can keep more of our money, we can invest it ourselves. We can actually, um, actually pay less in the long run because we have our own money and the government's not using it. And so, but, you know, obviously the, the scare tactic is, oh, this is going to affect Social Security. No, Social Security is already under, under fire. But if they store it up, which Trump has said he would, this is great for the, the average citizen. They need more money. Not just giving them a one-time payment or giving them four or five months of extra money through unemployment insurance, but actually giving them four or 500 bucks every single month as long as they're working. That's, that's, that will make the economy boom even more, brother. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this move. Uh, well, okay. So um, let me ask you this as a conservative, is this mm-hmm. just another government handout or, you know, are we just driving up deficits? I mean, how much have we added the deficit so far? Oh this year? yeah. Like trillions. trillions? Time we added to it. Um, to your point, and then and the mechanism that was used to do this, as a conservative, I don't like executive orders. I don't like the fact that he had to go around Congress. I understand why he did and why he had to. I think it's a good in, in, in the short run. I think in the long run as well, because it's not um, taxes per se that they're paying out and driving the debt up. It's They're not going to collect some. And so, yes, we have fewer revenues for the, the short term. Um, but you, know, you and I both know it's not a revenue problem. It is a spending problem. And so if you get to that, if, you, if the government never gets it, you have a chance to keep more of it. I think it's better than actually having the government take it first and then give back uh, some with strings attached. This one has no strings attached to it because you're the employee and actually rewards people to actually work more because they keep more of their income versus incentivizing not working, which is what's happening now. So I think in many ways, as a conservative, I can wrap my mind around this in many ways because it's a better system. It's just like a tax credit versus voucher. A voucher says you, they, the government collects taxes and then gives back to people a voucher to take where they want to use it versus a tax credit says, no, you keep your money you write off the amount that you spend on education and you choose where you spend it. Much more free, less strings attached. Therefore, I, I like this idea better than some other ideas that would um, definitely drive the deficit up, but also have strings attached to it. All right, so um, uh, I wanted to back up and talk about uh, local Washington State race. So we mm-hmm. see uh, Dwayne Davidson as treasurer. He's done an, an amazing job, right? And been a guest on the program before. And uh, he seems to be a little bit underwater. What's your take? Well, it's a primary. And, and for those that don't know that are listening to our show, the primary is about getting your base out. And that means the Republican base and the Democrat base and the independents don't turn out in the primary at a very big number. That's why the general election is so huge where both your bases come out plus the, the 38% that are swing voters, independent voters come out in the general election. And both sides are trying to appeal to, and that's why they move towards the center in their talking points and so forth. So in the base, in the primary, um, the latest numbers by Chris Labor, their future state auditor, says 38% of Washington state are registered hardcore Democrats. So you're going to get a bigger turnout for Democrats, and 21% are registered 
Republicans that are that vote every election. So the hardcore Republican, 21, hardcore Democrat are 38. That's the difference. And so you, when you see Ben Dwayne Davidson underwater, that's the reason. The general election, though, the independents come out, the rest of the Republicans come out, and it comes very, very even. And with an incumbent status, we'll give him that percentage, and he's doing a fantastic job. The fact that he also comes from Eastern Washington, has one statewide, um, will be beneficial when fundraising comes as well. So pray for Dwayne because he's doing a great job, but he's also the incumbent. We have to get behind him, and he will win as, as we um, by heart. Okay, I want to move to the attorney general's race. Um, probably one of the worst uh, elected officials in the state of Washington, uh, bar none, is Bob Ferguson. Yes. I like the fact he's that you got bar 50, none because uh, he's no bar. He is definitely no bar. Uh, he's definitely bar. not a bar. Yeah. We'll talk about <laughs> um, bar later. In yeah. the show. But uh, Bob Ferguson is the most aggressive. He's smart. And he's got like almost four million bucks in the bank. He is, uh, do not underestimate this guy. He was planning on being governor. And that would be even scarier than Inslee, which I, I can't even believe I said that. But um, this would be even worse under Bob Ferguson. He has uh, sued Donald Trump 69 times. Um, he has gone after Baron Stutzman, the, the flower and the florist. He's gone after the pharmacist, all these things. He's after your religious freedom, after your gun rights. He is not for most of the people in Washington state. He's definitely a partisan, uh, um, really aggressive. So, and he goes after people personally like Ken Lyman as well. So that's not good. This race is winnable. And the, the Republican that got through was Matt Larkin. Matt Larkin is a small business owner, an attorney. He's been a prosecutor. He's a great guy. He's done the one thing that the other candidates, not the incumbents, the other candidates um, for statewide offices was not able to do. He's got support from every faction, from the Culp camp, from the Freed camp, from the Fortinado camp, from the Iman camp. Everybody agrees that he would be a great uh, attorney general, that he would do so fairly, he would defend our constitutional rights, that he actually can do really well uh, debating and working with. Uh, and he's a super nice guy, a father of four little ones, uh, three girls and a boy, just the reverse of you, I think it is. And no, uh, three boys and a girl, I should say, and you have three girls and a boy, whatever. Um, the, the bottom line is that I have four is, girls, brother. But four girls. Right. He's going to be uh, in for the fight of his life. And we've got to support Matt Larkin. He's a great man of God. He is a super, become a good friend of mine as well. In fact, I'm going to have coffee with him tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but Bob, Bob Ferguson is no one to mess with him as far as the campaign funds. And so uh, Larkin's going up against $4 million, a two-term incumbent, and a guy that is very much. So the, as Christians pray, but you must must get engaged because here's an opportunity for the top law enforcement officer of the state to actually defend the law. Imagine that you have a police chief and you have a, a attorney general that actually enforces the constitutional law. Wow. Here we go now. So, um, super important that we do that. Now, uh, secretary of state, uh, Kim Wyman, uh, definitely, uh, top vote getter, but still very, very tight at 50.86% of the vote through um, uh, the 13th. So, um, led that her one's interesting next as well. closest opponent by 200,000 votes, but uh, that's a tight one. Mm -hmm. 
especially for also, she's been a two-term incumbent as well. She has been probably one of the most popular Republican candidates. She's definitely a little bit more moderate in her views. But when it comes to protecting election integrity, this is the one statewide office that has been held in Republican hands for a long time. We want to keep it there as well. She's done a, a good job. Uh, and I know in 16, she was the only statewide candidate besides Dwayne, who had two Republicans, that actually got 10% more than everybody else in King County. So um, that's a close one. But I think with her as well, she's got a lot of bipartisan support that she'll get through. But it's definitely got to support her, though. You know, got to fight. Again, don't get, don't uh, overlook it. Uh, quickly, uh, Commissioner of Public Lands, what's your take on that one? We got a sports Sue Peterson. She's a biologist, a fishery biologist, whatever it is she does. She's got a background for it. This is a really important position that I think people overlook. It's uh, according to the current commissioner of public lands, the state is largest landowner in the state. So that shouldn't be. State government should not be owning commercial buildings, should not be uh, mismanaging forests. We need new leadership there and a new priority. Sue Peterson, cool. Well, uh, we'll be back with more after the break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug Marty versus the world. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Hey, everybody. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon from Doug and Marty vs. the World. Heard all across the state on the ACN Network. Marty, I heard that... uh what is it, 40% of uh, Christians are not even registered to vote? According to Barna, almost 50% of Christians aren't registered to vote. And then out of that, only about half of those actually cast a vote in most elections. You know, I think it's our responsibility as Christian citizens of America that we should vote. What difference does it make if Christians vote? Well, the difference is it's huge. If Christians vote and get engaged and you bring your conversation, salt and light to the conversation, when we don't, there's a void, right? What happens to a void? It's filled. So what we have is what we have now, gender craziness, uh, attack on marriage, attack on our First Amendment rights. All these things happen. The things we complain about is because we're not engaged. So, you know, now in Washington State, you can literally register right up to the day of the election. You can do same-day registration. So if you're a Christian and you haven't voted, now's your chance. Get in there and vote. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. Well, there it is, the saddest sound in radio. Fourth and final round as we get ready to land this bird. My name is Doug Bassler. And my name is Marty McClendon. Welcome back to Doug and Marty vs. the World. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday morning. Um, it's going to be a nice, warm weekend all across the state. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I got a boat for later this afternoon, brother, if you're nice to me. 
Nice. Maybe nice, we nice, go nice. salmon fishing or whatever. You, you haven't got time for salmon fishing. We need to put a big Marty McLennan for Congress District 10 on it. And, fly, and cruise around the head. Around you know what? Go around down most Olympia of, there. Most of Commencement Bay is in my district, brother. That'd be Come great. On. Let's do it. <laughs> we can be fishing and campaigning all at the same time. Or we could go up to Elliott Bay. Well, that's not really in my district, so never mind. I have to go, I'd have to go to Lake Washington. Which sounds fun, but uh, yeah, I haven't been checked out on the locks yet. Any rate, you know, earlier we were talking on the on the state attorney general race. We were mm-hmm. talking about Bob Ferguson, but nationally, uh, Donald Trump has come out now and he's putting a little pressure on his attorney general, uh, and he is Bar some. He's actually mm-hmm. Bar all. His name is uh, Mr. Bar, um, but um, this. Durham investigation uh, is something going to come of that or not? You know, that's the question, right? Because there's a lot of stuff's been leaked about how um, this stuff was improper. They definitely used the steel dossier. They definitely, you know, pulled shenanigans on the uh, FISA court, the FISA court, for all we know, we don't even know who is the FISA court, right? So that's like the star chamber. Are they on it as well? But this whole Russia hoax thing, and it's, back. Hillary Clinton this week was talking about how she knows Russia's uh, bound and determined to interfere with this election. So, um, you know, are we going to get an October surprise, a September surprise? What do you think, brother? You know, what's interesting too is obviously I'm praying and working uh, as much as we can do to make sure he gets reelected, get some people now, you and I in the house as well, to, to give him support there is always an October surprise. It seems like um, since you and I have been involved in politics over the last 20 some years, um, there's always been something. So yeah, there's going to be something. What is it though? You know, um, how much, I won't say this because we won't say how much worse can it get because it can, but what could that surprise be? And then of course, will it be legit or will it be something else? Another hoax. Um, we've gone, it's almost like people have gone numb to the fact that we have Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. And don't uh, forget course, COVID, 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 COVID. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's amazing to me. There's just the hysteria. And at some point in time, the old adage of the boy who cried wolf, you would think it would stick in and go, all right, I don't believe you no more. Um, and yet right now what's being exposed, I mean, we had the uh, subpoena of Hillary for, um, what's going on there. We've got the exposure of this pedo gate of the sex trafficking, the first president that we know of that's actually going after sex traffickers. Um, this is important, but he's exposing that there's many rich and powerful people of all walks that are involved in this. You saw Tom Hanks now is a, what, an Italian citizen or French citizen, uh, Greek. It was Greek citizen now because, you know, he's on that list. He's on the list that was on the uh, manifest to go over to um, the, the Epstein Island and on the plane as well. There's more and more out. being exposed. It is terrible, brother. It is. And um, so, I mean, there is some, I mean, as Christians, right, we mm-hmm. are hoping for the truth, you know, a lot of us like, well, we don't want the truth or we don't want justice because, you know, we're all sinners and maybe we're afraid of our own stuff. You know, if you repent and if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just and he forgives our sins. Right. Absolutely. And so we've, we've got to, you know, we've got to be those people that, you know, pick up and start over and, you know, move on. 
we sang God Bless America at uh, an event you and I were at a couple weeks ago. And uh, the girl that was leading the, the lady that was leading the event, she made us sing all the verses, which was great mm-hmm. because I've never heard God mend her every flaw before, you know, or maybe I did, but I forgot it was in there, you know, our alabaster cities gleam and all this stuff. And um, I was like, yeah, it confesses that we have not always done well. Slavery was bad, but you know what? 300,000 plus white Republican men died that slavery could be eradicated from our nation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we, we did that. Um, Yeah. Jim Crow was bad, but Jim Crow is now gone. Dred Scott is now gone. There's a lot of, you know, we've made mistakes. Uh, We've made flaws, but generally speaking, we keep, we keep moving forward. God mend her every flaw. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. having this Durham probe and the bar investigation of the Russia, you know, hoax and all this kind of stuff, we need that stuff. It has to come out. And I think that, you know, it is coming out and we have to get these wounds healed, right? We need to disinfect them. We need sunlight. Um, you know, America's wounded right now. Don't you agree? I, I do. And I always, I, I've always said this, um, because in church environments, they go, how come Christians can be so mean? And, I, and I'm not talking about all Christians, but I'm talking about being in a church environment and I always said, because we're dealing with our issues, we understand we've fallen short. We understand we need Jesus, which means the people around us are dealing with the same things. Oftentimes when your wounds of like, you know, you're, you're embedded, you're not dealing with it. You have a thick outer skin. I think to your point here is, is the nation has been picked away the scabs and they're looking at the wounds from the past that never really been dealt with. So I think we're in a time where we can have amazing healing, but only by the healer. You know, when we've turned to our faith and our hope and saying, you know what, let's not put this on the rug. Let's not push it down through a policy or use it for a political, political game. But how about we have real conversations, you know, that we're all fallen, that we've all fallen short, that, that um, it's not about paying for the sins of the past. Jesus did that. But how about moving forward together in a new way, in a more positive way, in a, in a, a more united way, you know? And so I think there's an opportunity here. Uh, to your point, but yeah, I think we're hurting. I think in many ways, um, stress, this pandemic, the shutdown, financial, it exposes what's, what has always been there and, and it, it, it amplifies. And so, the, you know, frustration becomes riots, you know, um, or neighbors or, you know, whether the fights versus a, a conversation. And so and my good friend, um, Dr. Rivers, you know, civility, right? Um, it's not a word. It is an action. It's, it's where we're civil to one another because we value one another. I may not agree with you, Doug, but I value you and I want to hear you and try to see your points. So we can have a conversation. You know, I may still not agree with you, but the point is, is I, because I value you as a person. Therefore, I'm not gonna, going to do things that would harm our relationship. That's where we need to get to, you know? I like what you said. Let the healer heal. Um, you know, I think confession is good and forgiveness. And, you know, I, I, I was listening to Tucker Carlson last year and they were talking about reparations, right? Reparations seems to come up every so often. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to, uh, and, and Tucker says, well, tell you what, I'm into it. Let's do it. Let's pay reparations. And then can we just be done with it and move on? Well, not exactly. We got to wait. So see, this idea mm-hmm. that you can never be forgiven, you can never, you know, Hillary Clinton, irredeemable, right? Right. Um, deplorable. Yeah. Deplorable, irredeemable. There's no, there's no value. 
in the other person. That is a serious problem because if people are irredeemable, then there's only one solution and that is to eliminate them, imprison them, get them out, right? Right. And so uh, I'm hoping that we're not, you know, falling into that same trap. You never, you never beat the devil by using the devil's weapons, right? You don't fight fire with fire, you fight fire with water, right? And right. so we have weapons that are extremely powerful, but they're weapons of love, forgiveness, uh, restoration, um, that type of thing. And when we're wrong, we confess our sins to one another, right? And uh, we pray for one another and we restore, you know, restoration. You know, we don't want uh, bitterness and unforgiveness. We want restoration, forgiveness. We want to uh, get these things. And, um, you know, as you and I have looked at race relations in many programs over the years, and, mm-hmm. uh, and we feel the pain. You know, when uh, one of our black pastor friends tells us he goes into the store, he's, you know, getting a few things. It's maybe a little bit later in the evening, and there's a thing, you know, security, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he knows Mm -hmm. they're talking about him, or at least he perceives or thinks that they're talking about him because he's a black person in the store, Mm -hmm. right? And so we need to watch him or something like that. And so this automatic stereotyping of a person based on their their, uh, ethnicity, based on their gender, based on, you know, whatever they are. And and you don't win that by stereotyping all white men or all white people. Or whatever. So again, you know, we how you, you two wrongs don't make a right. We've we talked about that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an interesting um, situation, but we need we definitely need help navigating this. I think that our problems right now, honestly, Marty, I was thinking about this this morning after you and I talked uh, earlier today. That I think our problems are beyond human remedy. They are beyond human remedy. We need divine intervention. Yeah, I'd agree at this point. I mean, at all time, we should have done that anyway. Um, but there is has been a call and an urgency to it now, too, when people see um, not only the breakdown of families, the destruction of communities, um, but the overt um, sort of parading of things that are uh, against the will of God, against the biblical record. You know, when you actually have Satanists in full garb, marching on the Capitol steps with this, you know, and, and being, and being like no big deal. Um, hello. Right. And now we have, and when we have uh, two o'clock in the morning, we have a legislative branch branches and governor signing into law, um, a bill that teaches our kindergarten kids, you know, inappropriate sexual behavior. I just, yeah, okay. Now. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think it's Bring every, call. every one of our grade schools into Epstein Island. Yeah. You know, it's, but it all fits together. When you put Planned Parenthood into middle schools as the healthcare provider, allowing 13-year-old girls to get abortion without the parental notification, when you have um, teachers and um, be this doctor and uh, telling our kids at an early age to normalize this behavior, and then you have the fact that we are in the Northwest is the largest gateway to the, the sex trafficking trade in the world, um, it all fits together. And so these people are not working on our behalf. This needs to be exposed. We need to pray, but we need warriors, warriors that understand that this is a battle for the future, for the heart and for the soul of our kids. And we'll come back to one, one more state race, Chris Reichdahl, Mm -hmm. uh, office of superintendent of public instruction, uh, definitely pushed the kindergarten, the K-12 sex, triple X education. Mm -hmm. 
he was he actually bent arms. He actually was really, really upset and yelled at people once it didn't pass the previous session. So he pushed to make sure it gets past this session. I'm not sure why his uh, um, passion is for this. Um, but the bottom line, he needs to be defeated. So Maya Espinoza is the Republican that has a chance to beat him. Um, but R90, the repeal or the rejection of the sex education, this comprehensive sex, will be on the ballot. So if you're mad at the people that pass this on your kids, vote for Maya Espinosa to defeat Chris Reichdahl as well. As well as a yes vote on R90. I believe it's yes that we need to do. Yep. Uh, made the ballots. Yep. yep. Uh, whatever one is that, that repeals it. <laughs> so we'll figure yes. that out as it, as uh, we get closer <laughs> to the general, general election. Well, hey, I hope everybody has a great weekend. I intend to. And, uh, you know, let's stay involved. Let's get rested up and then let's get back to work. Let's get energized and let's defeat the devil in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this is Doug this is Mar- <laughs> And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless you. God bless America.